0: Welcome to Mercedes second chance podcast, where we share real life stories about addiction, getting clean and being given a second chance. Hi promise. How are you?
1: I am so good. I'm delighted and excited I'm to see you again.
0: I know, you know, I was thinking today about the first time we met. Which was at your event? That yes. was the civil rights um, dialogue and debate, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you invited. See, I'm new to politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in politics, but I'm new, and I I talk about that sometimes. Like I'm like a year ago, if you would ask me what a bill was, I would have been <laughs> like the thing that comes to your house, you know, that you don't want to pay. I didn't know anything about like how a mm-hmm. bill becomes a law and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was I was new and. Um, a mutual friend invited me to that event, yes. and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even know that all those people were running for governor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that I didn't know there were um, different parties um, mm-hmm. that were going to be wow. there. And mm-hmm. I think it was really strategic that you guys didn't like assign seats or anything like that. So we mm-hmm. all just kind of sat together, mm-hmm. and I was sitting next to people who, you know, Republicans and Independents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm a Democrat. And I didn't know, but we were talking and we were connecting and then as the evening progressed and I was really clear like Mm -hmm. what side people were on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that was really, really um, remarkable that you got so many different types of people from all walks of life Mm -hmm. coming to your event Um, and then having them speak, you know, and talk about like what they plan to do and why we Mm -hmm. should vote for them for governor Mm -hmm. And, and just all the great work you're doing, so. But you could tell me a little bit more, why don't you introduce yeah. yourself?
1: Yes, again, my name is Promise King. I came to this country from Nigeria, uh, from Benin tribe, uh, B-E-N-I-N, uh, empire then in, 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 in the early uh, stage before the European came to Africa. Benin tribe was one of the most organized tribes in, in uh, African history. I came here after my college, Uh, I went to Cambridge, I went to University College London, studied journalism and public policy and became a reporter for the Portland Observer a Black newspaper, Portland Observer newspaper. From there I went to work for four elected officials, became chief of staff, then I came back, became uh, a columnist for the Portland Tribune, writing on issues on race, politics and programs. Uh, in a nutshell, I am really someone who's curious and I love my people and I'm a village man. Anytime you see me, I'm in my kufi and in my village wear and I take pride in being who I am. That doesn't mean I try to blow anybody's a candle off. It's just I want to light mine right, so that everyone can light theirs. Right. Right. So, so that's who I am. I, I know this is a short uh, episode, but uh, ask me questions.
0: Yeah. So how did you grow up? How did you even get to America?
1: Well, uh, my dad was a diplomat. Nigeria High Commission uh, in Australia and in, in UK. Uh, it, it was true my, after my college. I, first of all, I grew up in a village, in a tribal uh, area. Uh, I was raised to be a warrior of the of my empire and I was raised to uh, uh, fight for things that protect our land and our, our, our people, our tribe, our culture, our traditions. Uh, that's who, that's my earlier orientation is to defend and to protect and to grow. Uh, uh, all for the, uh, sibilants of our traditional um, institutions uh, back in the village. So we went um, when my dad became uh, uh, working for a service we went abroad yeah. and um, then at 19 when I finished then I came to this country because I you know met a lot of interest and brought me here and uh, they walk out but I stayed became a journalist and a political advocate. I've been there. Currently the president, uh, founder of the League of Minority Voters. We founded the League of Minority Voters uh, 13 years ago to bring, give a platform to black and brown and native and API youth uh, and, and, and people conscious and people of colors. Uh, 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 leaders to come together and begin to uh, track and build a future we imagine together as a people, a future where no one is belittled, uh, where every excellence is ascribed to every person of color, every person of countries. Mm-hmm. So the League has uh, several programs. The League uh, has a uh, speech and debate leadership program. A we speech have and debate leadership, leadership program. program. Wow! Yeah, we're teaching kids how to think critically, critical thinking skill, communication mm-hmm. skill, oratory skill, and, and just skills to being able to do interviews and go do college at, at uh, um, attendance interviews and being able to at least speak to the yearnings of your communities. These are the values and the skills we impact on these students. Uh, we also have our regional equity initiative uh, where we help uh, institutions organizations think through their equity concern. And wait, equity plans.
0: A, wait, can you say that name again? Regional, regional Equity, equity. equity. A-
1: a- Alliance. Alliance, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one of our program also. Much of what we do is to ignite passion for civic engagement. And that's what we focus on because um, our dream today is to have a future we all imagined and a future that has representation. So our job today is to empower uh, uh, that future to come into being, to manifest that future to come into being. I am a man of deep faith. Uh, and also, I am nothing without my faith and nothing at my means, because everything that I uh, do is poured through that prism of uh, of my Creator. And um, that's what guides me and has been blessed with discernment and discernment in spirit and being able to lead and guide and speak and embrace and love and care and share myself. So,
0: yeah. Well, I think that's beautiful. That's what like attracted me to your organization and your work and what you were doing. It's all about like love and community and unity and um, equity. And that's really important because I feel like with all the the hate that's going on, you know, blacks are mad at whites, whites are mad at blacks, mm-hmm. Democrats mad at Republicans, Republicans mad at Democrats. And then there's people that don't know what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. and and love and you know, some understanding is definitely, I feel the answer because I never thought I'd be in politics um, after, you know, being in recovery mm-hmm. and everything that I went through. No. And um, and I didn't have any concern and it was kind of easier. It was an easier route, mm-hmm. but then I would see other native women and black women um, talk about, hey, we're, you know, we're in these, we're at these tables and we don't have any representation. We're Mm -hmm. talking about, we're representing our people, but our people aren't showing up and we need support. Like Mm -hmm. even if folks help them get in office, they need support to stay there. And that made me want to get involved. And then as I did, I got intimidated. Like, well, um, I don't know, you know, I really don't understand these words. I don't understand everything, (laughs) but it was my boss and, you know, people like Native Mm -hmm. American folks Mm -hmm. and black folks that said that that's the way the system is made for us to feel like we're supposed to feel intimidated and locked out and just Mm -hmm. not good enough. And you, and it's really just buying past that belief, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that stops us from, um, that gets in the way of us really like making some change. Mm -hmm. And if we could just get past that, like the world really would change. America definitely would change. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you start, 13 years ago, you started the League of Minority Voters. It was here in Portland, Oregon? Yes. And then, but I know you, you've you expanded, because mm-hmm. last I talked to you, you were in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, first of all, I will be remiss if I didn't say your your story inspired me. I thought I was already inspired when I met your story, really. it's blew my mind away, and your depth of resilience. So I, I have to take that one, just take that one out of my mind to just tell everybody that you are a miracle working uh, sure. person. Uh, I think uh, initially when I, I founded the league, I wanted to concentrate on Oregon. Oregon is so incredibly white, and then I <laughs> saw the indifference um, from good people. I saw the complacences from those who say the Democrats and progressive, uh, but I wanted to really uh, form an organization where both political parties can compete for our attention as people of color. Mm-hmm. So, but after we started to have an impact, started speaking, then people now say, mm, we like this idea, it's hard work. But it's good hard work. Right, it's worth the it is it's worth, worth the effort. It's what they fight. It's what the efforts. Yeah. Because we have an adage in my village that when two elephants fight, uh, when they collide, it's not the elephant that suffers. They are big, huge animals. Right. Is the grass and the forest that suffers? The grass beneath their steps that suffers.
0: Oh. So yes. when
1: Republicans and Democrats are fighting. Mm-hmm. It's our issues as people of color, people of conscience that suffers. It's mm-hmm. our bill that are not being responded to. It's our children that are not being, graduation that are not being responded to. So you have these humongous institutions fighting with just a pawn in, in between. But for me, I want an organization where we can draw strength from the right and from the left and bring it to the sector to revisit that on issues that advance our cause as a people in quandary of our racial past and our racial future. So it is that message that ignited this national curiosity to have a league of minority voters in all of the states. We're currently in nine states. We're building Florida, Michigan, Texas, Arizona, and Georgia. And after that strategy, 50-state strategy, then we'll of course have a national board of trustees. Then we'll now have a conference. Oh. Where do we go from here? How do we position our communities to p- decide who preside over our politics, over our policies, and over our future? Okay. So wait,
0: let me rewind. So your vision is to have a league of minority voters in every state.
1: Fifteen uh, states that are called states. Uh, uh, swing states.
0: Swing states, okay, okay. And then so you'll have those, and then there'll be like leaders and representatives Mm -hmm. and activists like myself who will um, get involved in that. And then eventually you see it having like a national um, conference conference where like people from each League of Minority Voters in each state would come Mm -hmm. together and talk Mm -hmm. about the issues and the policies that are going on in their state, and then resolution and all coming together, strategizing and stuff like that.
1: It's no longer about political party about poppers yeah. and people. Right. So uh, political party are so narrow focus. So our issue get lost.
0: Right, How like I if we hear, if we yeah. couldn't identify with any party and we just had to be, then we'd be more accountable.
1: We'd, yeah, we'd have yeah. to be more mm-hmm. responsible for the way we're voting, and for the so, way we're
0: um, getting involved, the way we're mm-hmm. treating each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that.
1: Because politicians have, uh, They've devised clever platitudes during this issue of what's good for minority voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at every election, we are told to vote for them. What we wanna do, come together, is vote for our leaders.
0: Within the League of Minority Voters? L- yes. Okay.
1: We have leaders in Native American community, leaders in farm workers communities, leaders in African American communities, leaders in immigrants communities, leader in API, Communities who also can lead to. So right. we want to break dodges and begin to be intentional of building leadership who will create a representation we can be proud of.
0: Right. That actually represents all of <laughs> Right. All you voices. know I think that's what's so powerful is um when you know, when we talked, we got together, you told mm-hmm. me I was a leader and I was a warrior yeah. mm-hmm. and that I could run, you know, yes. for office. And mm-hmm. I thought i don't know if i want to do that some parts of me thought oh i don't want to be ego driven you know then i thought about what people would think and then i think more importantly i thought who am i to you know say that i want to run for anything And who would believe in me but you are so faith-based you were like god has has set this up for you yeah he has your purpose is to do this and everything else is aligning so that you can do that. And that felt really good for me because then it takes the pressure off. It's not mm-hmm. like my brilliance or my nah, you know, know-how. Yeah. It's something bigger than me mm-hmm. that I'm just like a vessel being used.
1: Yes, And
0: you instill that in everyone. And I seen that when we went to the advisory board meeting yeah. and um, that alone was like eye-opening because everybody there in leadership, there were accountants, attorneys, mm-hmm. everybody there for you, friends of yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're all people of color. Mm-hmm. All from different backgrounds, and they're yeah. there to support your vision mm-hmm. because they believe in it that much. And to be a part of something like mm-hmm. that, um, I felt, like, really honored. But one thing you always talk to me about, you say, um, you talk about purpose. Yes. And then you talk about passion. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, talk to me about that. I, like, okay. the purpose versus the passion. Where do you get the purpose from?
1: Okay. Dr. Keith said in one of his sonnets, in one of his speeches, that anybody can be Great because anybody can serve. Said anybody can be great. Anybody because, can be great because anybody can serve.
0: Because anybody can serve.
1: So it, it, greatness through service is what we look for t- uh, towards to. Okay. So when you can serve with a purpose, you can be great. So 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 in in me being a, uh, serving as a leader. One of the things that I watch growing up leaders is challenged by purposeless leadership. Right. And uh, for me, I said, when I grow up, I'm still growing up, but when I do grow up, I will make sure my purpose is above my passion. Because passion are controlled by instincts, instincts are like tidal waves, they're never settled. Okay, tighter ways are up and down.
0: Okay, so but like because some people say, Oh, I'm driven by my passion, and it's a good thing. So, but you're saying that is like it's just emotional, it's always moving, it's yes. no peace or serenity in there. Yeah,
1: no peace and serenity. no, if you're just passion, no purpose, you, passion, no you purpose. yeah, you withered away, you get tired, you get distracted, out. Mm-hmm. you get burned out, you easily easily uh, manipulated, you, you just. Don't have a, you won't reach a destination you can look back with pride, but if it's passion tied to your purpose, and that purpose is about justice, about things that elevate our society, mm-hmm. you you can that passion is well directed. But if that passion is to pacify your own feelings, personal feelings, then you're not there yet.
0: Right, yeah, because it could be like, I'm passionate about going to the NFL, Yeah, you know, but in reality, that's your own personal thing, yeah. you know, it's for mm-hmm. you, it's not really for anyone else. Nah. But when you have a purpose, like you're an NFL player mm-hmm. who starts an organization or to a help house you. Or, or, yeah, or, or to or, right, people. Or help people buy yeah. homes or something like that, then it, it becomes something much bigger,
1: right? Yes, and you're more likely to be successful if you have your purpose dominate every aspect of your life. Right. From personal, to business, to dreams and vision. If your purpose come first, you, you're less likely to make mistakes and fall into things that will derail and deflect and distract you and destroy right. that vision you have. That's, so.
0: Yeah, that's so powerful because I remember recently talking to you oh. about this breakup I was going through and no. how, you know, I felt like I loved him, but mm-hmm. I felt like it was kind of toxic and it was distracting. Mm-hmm. And I also mm-hmm. felt like, well, I want to go to law school. I yes. have, you know, um, I want, I probably want to run for you office. There's uh-huh. things that I mm-hmm. want because I felt God put that in on me yeah. or put that in me, especially me coming from the background that I come from, you know, and yeah. being on drugs for mm-hmm. so long and being yes. out there and um and you talked about my purpose and mm-hmm. and I f- agreed and I felt like it was divine and then in doing that it was easy to say like okay I'm going to let go of this relationship I'm going to oh. give them over to God because I have a bigger uh purpose you yeah. know in store for me and I can't afford to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. sidetracked distracted mm-hmm. um you know because everything t- costs something from you when it's yes. in your life you yes. know and um there's something else that you said because also with that with leaders who you're yeah. pouring into thank mm-hmm. you by the way you're welcome. um and i've i once heard somebody say leaders produce leaders and mm-hmm. that's what you do yes
1: um
0: but i someone like me coming from where i come from when mm-hmm. i start to advance i've heard well mercedes you you think you're all that or you think you're better than somebody or you know they start to kind of put me down a little bit for mm-hmm. being up here and and it's like i feel this guilt you know what i mean and i've seen that in other friends of mine who mm-hmm. you know are progressing and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you said something that was so beautiful and it cleared all of it up for me and you said um, you know don't feel guilty about being successful or being who you are or be, having mm-hmm. a purpose you said guilt is something the devil uses to steal grace out of your life yes i will never forget that explain yes. that more
1: you see when <laughs> The devil is tricky because he's not going to bring a gun to your heart. He's going to attack your mind and and your mind is who you are. When you say, who are you talking to? You place your mind, my name is Mercedes. This is where you place your mind. Mm -hmm. That's where the devil goes to poison and and, and to shift things and give you the illusion instead of the good use. And, And instead of, the grace that everybody that available for you, he makes you believe that um, you are, you don't merit it because you don't have this and that, because you're not pure, because you're not 100% clean, because it, it, that is not, what, that's not the yastic, that's not the barometer. The barometer is the love that God gave us, which is the grace which we ride on. That's why we can call ourselves saints. Mm -hmm. in spite of our imperfection. The grace, right. That grace, that level of grace, which we give to our little kids, uh, or children who can't give us anything back. Grace is the absence of reciprocity, it's free. Once you are absorbing, you get it, that's where you injure everything of your life. Your imperfection is right there. Because once you are absorbed your imperfection, that grace, it's cleansed, it's as if you whole. You have not done anything because you're now coming into the new and that grace is the one that'll cover you and help your purpose Yeah. so you don't feel guilty.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, that grace. Um, And then also then that lets me know, like I can pray and say, okay, God, help them, you know, because mm-hmm. really what they really want is help or to, you know, advance themselves, um, but maybe, they don't have the courage yet, or the belief, or the willingness to just take that first step. Would you yeah. agree?
1: Yes. Uh, one thing as a leader, uh, leadership—you're uh, a pedestal. Things are gonna, folks are gonna throw a dash on you. Mm-hmm. You cannot absorb or respond. I remember when as a columnist, to anything, right, anything, I write anything, I get half fifty percent bad. Say you, you are wrong. Then twenty. 50% say you're the best thing to slice bread. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you can't get carried away because every mm. one person has an intention or why they're trying to either dismiss you or debase you. Right. But if you believe in who you are, remember I said you're honey, it doesn't matter what you call sweet honey, it doesn't change its taste. Right. You can call honey bitter 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 if you taste it it's still sweet It's still sweet.
0: I love that cuz yeah. that's what you said yeah. when we were talking about it. I said, you know, sometimes I find it hard to be who mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. because to the native community I'm not native enough, to the black community, sometimes you know, I'm not black, black and enough. enough. You know, and then and it's one thing, you know, just to be that, but when someone kind of calls you on it and they call me on it and I have that secure insecurity too, like maybe I can't lead the Native American movement here because I am half black or maybe I can't lead this African American movement here because I am half native. You told me be, just to be who I
1: am. Yeah, be who you are and lead everybody. I'm African immigrant.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not
1: black enough for those who- The black who community. Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, so for me, that's why I say, okay, the Lord, I'm gonna bring the whole world together. Right. Black, white, green, yellow, all of your creation together and impact them I point to them. I b- make myself a bridge. Mm-hmm. So that both black, white, yellow, green, the API Native American college into that vision you're giving me. Right. So it's no longer about tribalism because I saw tribe, they're very limiting. Right. But it's now about everyone coming to share the in the part similarities. Yeah, the similarities and yeah. building bridges across our disagreements and our narrowness.
0: Right, and that's why you say like like you, your goodness, your yes. grace. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I would say. Promises, well, you are you're a promised man. You know, you you are definitely promised. So when I say that, that's like it doesn't matter what someone else says about you. Like, it's say, oh, promise is a bad man. Oh, he's a good man. But it's like when you're honey, you're sweet. It doesn't matter it doesn't if you change. say we call <laughs> uh, honey sour. Let's yeah. call it purple, or let's call it. It's still sweet. It yes. is what it is.
1: It, it, it can't change what. Once you know who you are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a being, as God-ordained, as someone with a purpose and and personal power, and someone who's riding on grace, the house of grace, you have redemption, you have understanding, you have love. You're not, you're not disturbed by, by anything t- tossed at you. We say in the village that uh, a lion, a fully-grown lion does not respond to the the, uh, the barking of dogs. <laughs>
0: right, <coughs>
1: right. Yeah, a liar or a tiger do not respond to the barking of sheep or hyena.
0: Right, they're not worried about what the flamingos no, are talking about.
1: <laughs> they're not worried about <laughs> right. what chickens are saying. Right, right. So once you have that audacity and believe in yourself, mm-hmm. you go to a place with dignity and respect. You respect everyone, you are know, whether people disrespect you, or no, but that's not that's your business. Right, not your business. You just
0: respect them like that. Yeah, uh, that's
1: who you are. You love, you are not falling in love. You a love being. Yeah, because you, you keep r- it. recognize that there's strength in love, strength in respect, strength in obedience, strength in sacrifices, strength in all things that elevate human beings. Because that's who you are. Right. So. You're no longer trying to redefine or allow somebody to define you. But you know who you are in God's kingdom.
0: And that's sanity, that's serenity, right there, yeah. because you can eliminate a lot of stuff and stress and um, health issues. Oh yes, yeah. Because recently I was hospitalized for my stress and
1: I told, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, you yeah,
0: definitely you like just talking to me and like stopping me, like Mercedes. You can pray at yeah. any time, you yeah. know, and God will take care of it. You know, the birds in the sky don't worry about no. you know if there's gonna be wind tomorrow, you know. No. Um, and and when you said that, I thought, oh yeah, because. I'm just a little girl who lived in the tent, you know? Who belongs me. to
1: the creator. But I belong who, to the most, yeah. Li- right, yeah. So you're no longer little. Right. You are no longer draw strength or power from you as a human being. You now have a redemptive bank where your grace is assured. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer little. You're an extension of that that creates the force of the world. That's who you are.
0: See how you speak to me? <laughs> that like,
1: Thank yeah, you. you should walk as a princess, as a queen. I mean, you have only one life to live, and God has made you beautifully and given you a second chance. Use this not as a slave, nor as a servant, mm-hmm. but as someone who is a treasure trove of dignity and, 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 uh, and, 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 and understanding and caring and compassion and kindness. Okay. That's, those are the right. flowers that, once you have a ride on grace, those are the flowers you need to give. Everyone should be safe around you, in your thoughts, in your words, in your giving, in your receiving.
0: Everyone should be safe around yeah. me. Yeah. Right, that, yeah, that's important. So you talk a lot about purpose and knowing your purpose. Like, yeah. do you believe that everyone has a
1: purpose on this earth? Oh, that's why we have different, uh, what do you call thumbprints. Everyone that is made has a different thumbprint. You know, no one have same thumbprint. so uh purpose it could be that uh just like vessels, like a cup has a purpose to bring water to retain coffee or tea you as a human being has a purpose it could be to be a good mother it could be to be, be a good leader it could be to be a good business person to create job for others it could be that you just exist to bring people together so once you have uh go through life you're no longer just about surviving and you recognize your purpose resources will come things will come you suffer and and because you ask not of your purpose so you can't get it once you say okay lord what's my purpose in life reveal that you discover that the rest will flow towards you
0: so do you think it's just like um, like a vision God gives you, or do you think it's through experiences, it's kind of
1: revealed to you? For me, before I became a founder, mm-hmm. um, I work as a reporter, I work as a senior post advisor. I work in politics, I work for City Hall, I, but I, there was that hunger in me. I felt I was just doing something for me. It never really quoted that, oh, you make good pay, so go home, get an apartment or a house, and, Get a wife, get a kids, and just settle down and forget about the rest of the world.
0: Yeah,
1: I was never satisfied. Right. So I and, and that hunger is what you draw. That draws you to work. Gives you tranquility and serenity. Once you see that thing that gives you tranquility and serenity, that's your purpose. You don't suffer. That
0: thing that gives you tranquility and that's serenity. Ser- yeah. That safe space for yes. you. Yes. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I get serenity and comfort in this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, just just knowledge and yes. spiritual yeah, know. experiences and kind of connecting with mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. on like how to get through things and have the tools to get through things that would otherwise baffle me yes. and stop me in my tracks. You mm-hmm. know, like that's important. Um, so how do you think, say someone's purpose is to just be like, I don't know, a mother, and they don't feel mm-hmm. like that's a big idea, but maybe they're the mother of the next Barack Obama, who knows, you know, so it matters, um, but they inside they feel like, oh, my purpose is not that great. Like, how do you be in total acceptance and, um, and grace with your purpose?
1: If you have to debase your purpose, that's not your purpose. Okay. Yeah, your purpose is, will be so overwhelming, so comfortable, so that you no longer contrast it with something else. If you're supposed to be a mother, you are delighted and excited just to have your kids come home. It's natural in you. It's natural in you, it's It's satisfying. You're no longer trying to plan A, plan B. Right, yeah. That thing that strike and, and ignite that passion and that purpose that makes you just, this is life. Right, right. That's the purpose. And everyone has one. Everyone this. has a purpose.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. was, um, so this is the second chance, right? Yes. Was there ever anything in your life that was like the turning point for you where you had a <laughs> spiritual experience and you were like, okay, I have an awakening?
1: Yes. Um, I tell everyone that, you know, I was born into a privilege. And uh, one day and all my friends uh, his dad gave me 16-year-old kid. God gave him a Lamborghini and we were flying and we, the front tire just busted off and started, we started tumbling to a valley. 14, yeah. 16. I was 14 and then we have a 16-year-old, about five of us.
0: Five people in the car. Five people in, in the a car. Lamborghini. In the Lamborghini.
1: Okay. We packed like was. Yeah. And, um. Uh, and somehow on the ninth, on the sixth, I lost consciousness. But I could, I, I was trying to get away. Done. When I lost consciousness, I woke up in the hospital. Then so I the car had, had completely flipped, yeah, yeah, and flipped, flipped, flipped. Flip. When it landed, it busted into flame. All of my friends died. I was the only lone everyone. survivor. Every everyone, everyone in of, the car died. Yeah, except me, because I was tossed out from the whiskering. From the back window, I was tossed out because once somebody on my left or right hand had, uh, had a, um, a seatbelt. I didn't know.
0: You did not have your seatbelt.
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, and I'm that's encouraging why you, everybody to wear seatbelt. Right, wear uh, a seatbelt. <laughs> but, but that day, God has a purpose that He was going to save me and give me a second chance. Oh Because so, He
0: knew you would come to America and yeah, you would touch the nations he knew and you had all that in you.
1: So, He saved me and since then it's never been the same. Uh, Everything I've touched, my loving, my eating, my uh, dating, everything has got to be purposeful. So I feel I'm running a second life that I don't have time to mess around, to let go uh, that it don't just, that doesn't solve the creator or doesn't solve humanity, doesn't solve the purpose I've been given. It, it doesn't excite me anymore. Yeah. To just indulge my flesh, indulge my taste, indulge. It doesn't excite me anymore. What brings excitement is to have people, me pouring into people, seeing them bloom. That's the best excitement that I get. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So do you have anything that you fear
0: and if so, like how do you deal with any fear or doubt?
1: When 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 uh uh Jesse Clinton, when you ask Jesse Clinton when his her dad was a president, do you have anything you fear? She would tell you no, my daddy got me. Right. When you know who you are in a child of God and you know God is behind you. Come hell or have fire, you're not afraid. Fear is a function of uh faithlessness. Right. Because you can't have is fear a and faith at this same of time. Faithlessness. Fear is unbelief. That somebody you wake up and pray to can save you. It's too too weak. I week. don't have that. Right. I have grace in abundance. I have strength in abundance. I have belief in abundance. We all come from a male sperm drop that fashioned into bones and blood and give birth and out of that we became human. That person who was responsible for the transformation in our mom's womb into somebody with teeth and bone, that person can defend you, can can save you from every imaginable enemy.
0: Right. Everywhere you go on every level. Every, every level.
1: front. But one thing we're trying to in our own little mind, think we can save our lives. We're scared,
0: right? And that, yeah, and that happens when we take our will
1: yes. in our own lives. Yeah. Trying to uh, 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 wrestle our life from him when we know nothing beyond our nose, right?
0: Um, thank you. I, before before we leave, um, I do want to ask you if there was any advice you could give um, your mentees or mm-hmm. anybody watching or. Um, even your former self, but mostly like your mentees and people oh, like that. Yeah, I got plenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, plenty of them. <laughs> what advice would you give?
1: I ask them to put yourself last and to put others first. And never to... Wait, put uh, yourself last and... Yeah, never to underestimate anybody you meet, it's, it's a divine occurrence. Put your first in the, last in the first step. When you have food, give. When you have knowledge, give. Don't worry about who you are because the Father in heaven got you. Right.
0: Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about running out or them repaying you because you know where your help come from and it ain't from them. No. Right. So
1: the more you give, the more you receive. You you receive. Mm -hmm. Because you're no longer relying on your power. You're relying on the power of the Son that you give. Even our life is a gift. So I tell my mentee, be that leaders that give, that care. Let everybody who meets you uh, be a recipients of your meekness, of your warmth. Because people are not afraid of people they fear. They are afraid of people they love. It, it, people are not attacking us as a people because we're strong. There are police that are armed to handcuff us. It's the power to love even those who hate us, right? that make people so unsettled. So my mentee, they know me, that whenever you meet somebody, treat them with the utmost dignity. People you saw at our event, they didn't come because we have a great board or we, they came because they knew that when they come, they get fairness and respect
0: and they feel safe.
1: And they feel safe.
0: Thank you. Okay, so uh, why don't you, what's the website that people can go to to follow the work that you're doing and get involved?
1: Minorityvoters.org. Minorityvoters.org.
0: It's not the League of Minority Voters. No. It's just Minorityvoters.org.
1: You can find me, League of Minority Voters, and be a part of us. We have our event coming up October 20th Okay, what is that? Our Liberty and Hope Award Gala slash uh, candidate candidate forum. Slash candidate forum. Yeah. Okay. So we're planning. Thank you for being a great part of that planning process. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> drag to the uh, advisory uh, planning crew. So we want everybody to come and see what is being done don't believe in ACS calm yourself come bring me. yourself and see the power of our ability to build bridges across the board
0: okay yeah. I'm excited well yeah. thank you I'm yeah. glad I got to see you and I'll be seeing you later
1: Of course
0: <laughs> all better. right
1: thank you kindly
0: Thank you enjoy
1: your time okay Thanks for listening
0: please like share subscribe and visit our website at Mercedes second chance dot com